If you're offended by crude humor, foul language, or dodgy decision-making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Rolf Stupid Not So Serious D&D Podcast, where a bunch of mates go into the Feywild to get their lost things and find out what's happened to Zabilna. Well... Usually that's what I'd say, but this time it's a special Christmas episode. And instead of a fun NPC fun fact, I'm going to give you a Prismere Christmas time lore dump. So it's that wonderful time of year in Prismere when the days grow shorter and colder. Towns are transformed into winter wonderlands. Decorations and displays can be seen far and wide. And on one special night, the Mistletoad visits the residents of Prismere and delivers a gift for Tit for Tatmus, or as the residents call it, Titmus. You can get your jokes out of the way now. <laughs> titmus or mass tits, am I right, boys? Mass tits. Isn't a, isn't a titmus a kind of mouse? It's a titmouse. Yeah, this is yeah. titmus. Well, but mouse yeah. is the genus for mouse. I don't know any of the well, words you, you just go. said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was half expecting you guys to say it's a busty mistletoad. So well, I had we're that all thinking of boobs, but yeah. um, I, I, I never, never pictured them on the toad. Yeah, I thought less of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, being Titmus and being the Feywild, of course, everyone gives something to the mistletoe as per the rules of reciprocity. People leave a gift at the front of their homes and depending on what is gifted to the mistletoe, uh, the mistletoe gifts them something of similar or greater value. Oh, I'm Tim. I play Schwangbury. Uh, fun fact about him, for seven Christmases in a row, he got the same rock. Was it's it fucking... a lump of coal? No, it would have been good. I could have used it for fuel. <laughs> Your dads did not try very hard. They always said it was a mother's job. <sighs> Who's next? My name's Lewis. I'm playing Edrelin. Edrelin's favourite Christmas movie is Fly Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> That's a really good one. Hey, I'm Brendan. I'm playing Stunzy, and Stunzy's favorite holiday meal is fried duck. Wait, no, do they have ducks? There's ducks. Edgelin's in, in our party. Yeah, fried Edgelin. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>, oh, <ooh>, awkward. <laughs> well, I said not to call me a bin chicken, then you called me a duck, so that's okay. Yeah, ducks are, have a higher standing in society, I think. I, hey, no disrespect to the old Ibis. All right, well, there's no recap, so let's just get into it. You all open your eyes and look around. You're not sure where you are or how you even got here. It might have been something to do with the mushrooms Stunzi gave you last night, but that's beside the point. You're now in a strange town. It's snowing. There's a reflective shimmer in the night sky, and there are colorful decorations everywhere. In front of you is a U-sized, brown and white striped, floppy-eared Almirage. He's staring straight at you as he munches on a red and white stick. He opens his mouth unnaturally wide, and a familiar voice comes out. Hey, Jeremy Plums, I need your help. It's OG Jeremy Plum, by the way. <laughs> it's only hours before Titmus, Honeyman, Starbug and I won't be home to leave a gift for the mistletoe. Can you go to our home and put out a gift so my family doesn't miss out? Love, yours. Oof. He's spoke to us like I would remember him. Anyone who remembers. <laughs> he, was, he was a little fairy. Yeah, yeah. from the fairy kingdom. Where we and played you'll the call Jeremy Plum. Yeah. But if you um, can remember your pixie name, you will get inspiration. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was Jeremy Plum. <laughs> <laughs> um, what name did you roll for? If you can remember it, you can get a inspiration. Oh, the actual name. Shit. <laughs> I forgot we got a real one. <laughs> I thought we all just called ourselves Jeremy Plum. 
like sugar plum and snowball and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. No one remembers. That's cool. No. So there you are. You're in this town that's snowing. There's decorations everywhere. And you start to follow Gumball, who hops along. He's you sized, by the way. So either you're shrunk or he's huge. But you start following him down the street. He seems to know where he's going. And you take in your surroundings. It's a whimsical wonderland blanketed in five inches of snow. Homes display vibrant decorations. Colorful orbs of light float around houses. Animated candy canes and wooden toy soldiers dance across gardens. Awakened plants and shrubs don tinsel and hum festive tunes, adding to the atmosphere. And sitting on people's doorsteps are various gifts, ranging from milk and cookies to large parcels. Eventually, Gumball stops at a well-lit house that has no decorations in front of it, which makes it stick out amongst the festive houses. He looks at you and nods. Mm. We're still in the Feywild, so I can't go around stealing all the gifts out the front. (sighs) So did he want us to go inside and find one of his belongings to leave as a present, or he just wants us to come here and leave a present and leave? He essentially wants you to go inside his house, uh, find a suitable gift within his house or suitable gifts, and leave it on his porch. How many gifts? (laughs) Whatever you want. Can we leave the bum bag and gift him um, Felix and Jester? Uh, you don't know if they're in the bum bag, mate. I think we oh. should give to him a wheelbarrow, a garden hose, and a carrot. Well, is that a reference to something I don't know? <laughs> All items that are in his garden. <laughs> Despite the lack of decorations, you can see that Jeremy Plum seems to have done very well for himself. He lives in a double-story, red-bricked manor. It's symmetrical in design and has six windows on the first floor and second floor and a central entrance with a white front door. The yard is blanketed in snow, but you can tell it's beautifully landscaped. There is a walkway leading through to the yard to a short flight of steps that rises to a front door, and Gumball goes off next door and starts chewing on another candy cane. Wow. Well, first thing, I'm grateful that Felix and Jester aren't here, and I walk up onto the front porch and look through one of the windows. Cool. So as you start walking up the steps, you realize that they are quite slippery and icy. Give me an uh, acrobatics check to avoid uh, falling prone. I was distracted by the pretty lights. I got a 13. It looks like you're about to topple over, but you regain your footing and make your way onto the landing where the steps end. I call back mm-hmm. to Stunzi and Edrillon and say, nothing to worry about, come on up. I fly up there. <laughs> you fly up there. <laughs> Oh, also, while you're there, um, just so we can keep it sequential, can you guys roll initiative? Ooh. Yes. Uh, Stunzi, if you walk up the stairs carefully, you don't have to give me a deck save. Oh, yeah, I forgot I slide it to the stairs. Yep, I will carefully do so. I'll yeah. hold on to the edge. All right, so in front of you, you can see a big sturdy door and there's a bunch of windows with lights on, in, or candles or lights on inside that you can see. This is your turn, Strongberry. That's right. Uh, my original purpose of walking up the stairs was to have a peek through the windows. So, uh, Schwangberry, when you peek inside this window and you can see it's a living room with a fireplace lit, which offers warmth and plenty of light. Ooh, it's warm. Dunzi, what would you like to do? I would like to see if the door is unlocked, front door. You twist the knob and yes. it is locked. Hmm. But you can tell... Well, it looks like the house is occupied, which is strange because Jeremy Plum said he, Honeymint, and Starbug aren't there. I will knock instead. You knock on the door and you hear back, This is my house. Go away. I look at the guys like, well, I didn't say it was my house. The most sus way to respond to a knock 
ever. I found it. Go and away. Now, now I know for a fact it's not your house. Do we have a way of verifying if that was Jeremy inside the house? And does he sound exact? Like, do we? Because you said we recognised Jeremy's voice, didn't we? Or did he say we should have recognised him? I can't do that no, many not. voices, but that is not Jeremy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it might be similar, yeah, yeah, both yeah. high pitched, but it's I not. Don't want to be voice. racist and be like, "Hey, you all sound the same." Oh, and I forgot to mention, you have two hours to get this done before the mistletoe comes. Oh dang! Mm. Uh, well, I wave my hands frankly uh, and grab Stunsy's attention, and I point inside and do the um, finger across the throat motion. Okay, I assume that means inside. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's it. <laughs> I thought that that was it. Can I see if there's a spare key somewhere around? Uh, sure. Give me a investigation check. Yeah, I'll see him looking, and I'll have I'll join in the search. Ha. Huh. I rolled a two. <laughs> I found a rock. Yeah. I found a rock that looked like it would have a key in it. Hey, a rock can be a key if you throw it through a window. It That's reminds true. me of my Christmases. It should. What would you like to do, Ezra? This is your Christmas. Stunzi has tried the door and it is locked. Strungberries look through a window and you can see a fireplace is lit and it looks warm and cozy in there and Stunzi's heard a voice coming from inside telling you guys to go away. Should we look for another entrance or just barge out away in? I do the kill motion again. <laughs> what do you want to do, Shangri? So you said the front door looks pretty hardy, so I might do a bit of a, a scouting loop around the house to look for alternative entrances. You can go around the back of the house and eventually you come across a entrance via the kitchen Ooh. that is also locked and some stairs that lead to a basement. All right, so they're all sturdy doors. They're all well, sturdy uh, doors. I report this back to the other guys and I say we should handle this like a banana and work from the bottom up. Dude, I just started eating a banana. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom up? No, it's actually a like a, a, a banana wrapped in whipped cream and a cake. So it's but it's a full banana. That's way weirder <laughs> than anything I could have come up with. All right, I um, well, I know this fella inside is lying because our good friend sent us here, and I get to trying to unlock the door with my lock picking kit. Cool. Um, give me a dex check. 23. You unlock this door. I do not want to go through. I just want to open it and like push it forward so none of me goes in just in case there's a trap in the doorway. Oh, smart move. As you open the door, a big like wad of honey that was hanging over the top of the door drops on where you would have stood if you were there opening the door. But now the door's open, you can see straight in front of you, in the front of you, in the main entryway, is a little gold goblin in red. And he looks at you and he laughs. This is my house. I found it. I'm going to defend it. Now piss off. And he chucks a bag of what looks to be little insects right where uh, you would be standing covered in honey. But you're not covered in honey. Are the insects slipping and sliding on the honey? Yep. And then you see the little red dude just disappear up the stairs. (laughs) I say, wow, we were almost the sticky bandits there. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Very close. Gonna get this little shit. (laughs) Uh, Edralyn, in front of you is some honey on the floor and a bunch of sticky bugs. Awesome. I might be tempted to eat the bugs. You eat the bugs, I'll eat the honey. That's not a bad idea. What's uh, Schwankberry's position on honey? I'm neutral on it, but my face is vibrating intensely from the beard. (laughs) I could fly over it, I guess. Yeah, well, the others can jump over the honey-covered bugs if they wanted to. Right. I'll follow Edrillon's lead. Let's get in there. 
Can move on in. Have a, have a squeeze. You enter the main entryway. There are stairs in front of you that lead to upstairs. To your left is a living room that has a grand piano, a fireplace, and a couch for dining. To your right is what looks to be a formal dining room with chairs, tables. It's where Jeremy Plum's family goes to eat meals. Also, what metagaming, are we going to know when we see, like, is it going to be an obvious, like, gift that we're looking for or are we just choosing something to put out as a gift? Uh, So you're going to have to search. So just say you go in the kitchen, you can all decide to search for something in the kitchen. You don't have to tell me where. You just say, we're going to search here and Mm -hmm. you can just do a group check and then based on what you get, there will be some, possibly some form of treasure. Yes. I would say I would literally just put a chair out if this was really me being asked to do this. Because I'd be like, he gave me no other instructions. Obviously, I want this to be more fun and entertaining, so I'm going to go further than that. (laughs) Shrangru believes that the best Christmas gift of all is justice. So he's going to head up the stairs looking for that red goblin house thief. He goes right over this normal looking rug (laughs) and and starts climbing the stairs. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. At, at the base of the stairs uh you were in such a rush to chase the little goblin that you started stepping on sharp glass sharp pieces of glass cover the area that you're in any creature that enters the area must succeed a dexterity saving throw so a tidy little turd i got a 10 uh you Amateur. fail and oh. take one piercing damage i'm gonna kill that little turd this damage reduces the creature's walking speed by 10 feet until you regain that hit point. Cool. Uh, so Shrangro goes to walk through this area and steps on a bunch of broken glass and now he is walking with a bit of a pimp limp. I cast Gust and blow the, blow the glass out of the way. Yeah, cool. The glass gets flung away. It just scatters all over the place so it's not all condensed in one area. And now your walkway is free to go up the stairs if you so wish. All right, I call that. Hey, Shrinkberry, you might want to check for some traps on those stairs before you go ahead with it. <laughs> that little turd. <laughs> uh, you hear from upstairs somewhere, Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll show you the meaning of Titmus. It's pain. Have you guys got the references yet? I'm of course we have. Yeah. That- that's why I said we're almost the sticky bandits. That's why I keep saying look out for the trap. Like, that's why I'm looking out for... That was why I, was, why I didn't walk through the door. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was... So I wasn't getting the references you were no, throwing out. the sticky bandits <laughs> are the bad guys from Home Alone. Yeah, the sticky bandits. No, yeah. the wet bandits. No, yeah. the sticky bandits because he's got tape all over his hands and what he sticks to, the what they put his hands in. That's in the second. That's in the second? Is, yeah, but it is still them. Uh, <laughs> it's not like, right. it's not like I, you're wrong. I stand corrected. But yeah, um, the wet bandits in the first one, because they would fill up the uh, clog the clog the. Uh, oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so the so the stairway going up is now free. If you want to head upwards, or if you want to go look around some more, then that's cool too. Oh yeah, like Schwangberry was saying, there is. What's the point of doing this for our friend if we just leave an invader in his home? <laughs> the right thing to do no, is to kill this goblin. But we have two hours. So what if we choose things to put out the front just in case hunting him down and fighting him takes us longer than two hours? I mean, how hard can Kevin, I mean, the goblin, <laughs> be? <laughs> he could be a tricksy little bugger. Getting to him is going to be the hardest part, I'd say. I would hazard a guess that you are correct. 
<laughs> well, we've cleared the glass on the stairs. What other traps could he possibly have? <laughs> yeah, he's just a tiny little fucking creature. Yeah. We're big, strong men. All right, look, you know what? Well, while I'm standing here, should we just have a look around this entrance room if it looks like something worthwhile for a gift? Give me a investigation check. Ooh, seven. But with guidance... That turns into 10. Uh, you find nothing of interest. Maybe a little ribbon that was used in Starbucks hair. You find that on the floor. It's not really gift worthy, okay. is it? Do you have to wrap these presents? or? Uh, as you're walking down the street, you notice some of these presents weren't wrapped. And people just right. leave their presents out and about because no one's concerned about uh, stealing in the Feywild. Except these unwrapped ones... What were they? You saw a bunch of various things that were milk and cookies, large parcels. Someone had crafted a beautiful looking rocking chair. Someone had tied up their dog and left that out there for the mistletoe. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I like them. Brutal. Various gifts, but uh, you would know from being in the Feywild for a little while now, uh, personalized gifts are probably best gifts, not generic or broken junk, like a magnifying glass missing its lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? I reckon we gift the home intruder, alive of course. <laughs> Technically because he's in the house, he now belongs to Jeremy Plum. So. Cool. Well, it's your turn, Adrian. What would you like to do? Uh, let's go get him. Where was he coming from? Upstairs? Yeah, he went upstairs. Upstairs. He threw some bugs and ran upstairs. Well, we should go upstairs, but I'm 100% sure those stairs are a trap. Maybe. Maybe not. I was just going to try and mitigate the issue by avoiding the stairs and just flying up. You can 100% do yeah. Take a look up top, see if there's anything that's going to fall on us. <laughs> Sweet. All right, I'll do that. Wait, so, Edrilyn, you move up to the top floor. You are now at the upstairs hall, connects all the bedrooms. A large flight of steps with the landing leads to the main entryway and stairs to the west go further up into what looks to be possibly an attic. Okay. So nothing has happened to you. Yet. All right. Uh, yeah, let's have a walk and see. I'll just go down here, have a look at what these rooms are. Yeah, so you look in front of you and you are staring at a shared bathroom. Uh, looks like a bathroom for children. There is a toilet, a bath, and that's about it. No one wants a toothbrush as a present? Depends if it's certified by the American Dentist Foundation. <laughs> it depends if 9 out of 10 dentists recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, in the spirit of um, Titmus, uh, I will run up those stairs looking for violence. You run up the stairs and you will join Edrelin. So you're in a hallway to your east. Uh, looks like what could be another bedroom and a master bedroom. To your west looks like a play area. And directly in front of you is a privy dash bathroom. Well, Edrelin just investigated. Only a coward would hide under a bed. So I go look in the bedroom straight under the bed. Which bedroom? Right. There's There are multiple bedrooms in front. Uh, the one to the east that you originally described. Yeah, excellent. So you enter a bedroom. This is a bedroom suitable for a child. It's got little paintings of fairies and kids' drawings around everywhere. But yeah, it looks like a little girl's bedroom. I have a uh, investigation around to see if I can see the uh, mischievous uh, trap efficiento child. Give me a, a perception or investigation check. Either one of those will do. All right, perception is a 19. Ooh, with a 19, you don't find the mischievous uh goblin but you do find a glass slipper but it's missing its buddy oh, i will take 
the glass slipper and test to see if it fits. It does not. It's a child's glass slipper. And unless I'd you have remarkably small feet. Surprisingly not. Really long, but really thin feet. Excellent. Dundee, what would you like to do? You are on the bottom hey, floor. Yes. I will uh, walk up there as well. So I will go into the playroom and have a look around, see if there's anything useful. Cool. As you walk, not looking where you're going, your foot catches a tripwire. Give me a acrobatics check. Oh, no. I got him. Acrobatics 23. <laughs> your foot catches this tripwire and you go to fall flat on your face but end up doing one of those uh, tumble rolls and land straight back up on your feet. And uh, it looks actually kind of cool, to be honest. Nice. <laughs> well, I stand up and do a little cool pose first, as if I <laughs> meant to do it. You make your way to the door of the, what did I call it? The kids' room? Game room? Playroom. The recreation room. Play. Uh, the recreation door is room. right in front of you and it's shut. Um, ah. Edrilin, your turn. To the left, yeah. Stundy has gone to the recreation room. To the right is more bedrooms and uh, what looks like a master bedroom. And to the northwest is possibly another door leading to another bedroom. Can I check out this room here? Sure can. The door is unlocked and you walk straight in. Uh, this yeah. is another bedroom, one for a teenage child. It's a little bit older, not as cartoony. Got some more angsty posters. There's a My Chemical Romance poster, Fallout Boy poster, and funnily enough, a Taylor Swift poster. These are all canon in uh, the Fey world, obviously. Well, yeah. I'd hope so. Uh, you find some hand cream and tissues near the bed. Oh. <laughs> Gotta be Buzz's room. <laughs> I didn't go into that room. <laughs> Is there a tarantula or a cage missing one? Don't know. Edgelin's in there. Maybe he wants to investigate. Do, do, do. Yes, so I'm in the room. Uh, well, look, I reckon some posters would be a fantastic present. But to be fair, Fallout Boy and Mike Hem, their heyday was a little while ago, so potentially... Well, time does work differently in the Feywilds, so they might just be hitting their peak now. Who knows? True. Uh, look, I don't think anyone's going to be going to miss a poster. So, so you got some band posters. I think we'll leave Taylor Swift just because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not a diss on Taylor Swift. You know, I steal all their posters. But kind of sounded like a diss. Not at all. Uh, you um, rip these posters off the wall and pocket them. Gently, I guess gently. Ah, oh, yes. You want to gift them? I get it. That's right. Uh, Schwangberry, you have checked out this bedroom, found a glass slipper, and that is it. So I didn't find anything else in this room. I Nothing will no. go out. Uh, and given that uh, the other lads have the western side of the building covered, that gives me confidence of the Rapscallion being in the eastern wing. So I move into the next room along. Okay. You come to. A door that is closed. Uh, I may be locked. <laughs> you kick it. Yep. Give me a strength check. I shouldn't because I'm so fucking weak. <laughs> I have a strength of plus zero. Okay. <laughs> All right. I get him a solid five. You kick it and jar your knee. That only you now walk bad. with a limp. He's already got a limp. <laughs> yeah. I kicked it with that foot. <laughs> The glass is still in there and it's now a little bit deeper. Oh, take an extra damage. Take an extra one uh, damage. Uh, I'll take an extra is damage. Because <laughs> you're like Merv, you're the tall one. The Merv? Was it Joe Pesci? Oh, I can't remember who was who. I somehow Abs feel I'm yeah. kind of both of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I turn to the uh, other lads and I point at the door and say, this this is karma. Uh, you can try and kick it again if you want. Absolutely. I swap feet. Yeah. <laughs> so now all of my weight is resting on the foot of the glass in it. So cool. <laughs> it wasn't that good. And I boot it for a three. For a three, I'm going to have to punish you. Not only do you jar that knee, but um, you kick the electrified door handle and you take one lightning damage and must a constant. <laughs> Constitution saving throw or be stunned. Uh, constitution saving throw is a 14 at least. You are stunned for your turn. <laughs> <laughs> my only question is, is my foot still against the handle? Yep. It looks like I'm leaning up against the door by one foot on the ground, one foot on the door handle. Yep. And uh, Spoke is starting to singe your hair and yeah. stink out the joint. Stunty can notice this because you're in the hallway opposite him. So yeah. He's yeah, like making struggle weird with door. noises. <laughs> Studsy, you're up. Okay, I see. <laughs> I see him do that, and I am grateful that he did that before I touch. I haven't touched this handle yet, have no, I? No, you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. You can look at the door, check to see if you if the door is trapped. Awesome. Yes, I will do that. I will check the door for a trap. Uh, investigation check. It's 21. Yep. You study this door intently, look around it, look through the keyhole, look under the small little gap, and uh, you turn the knob and the door just opens with nothing happening. All right. Actually, with the 21, I will say that uh, your investigation was so good you look past the door as you open it and in front of you towards the entrance of the recreation room uh, you see a bunch of ball bearings laying on the floor waiting for someone to step on them Uh, yeah well yeah I would instead of doing another check that saves that so I will uh, cast gust and blow them all up into one corner yeah, you blow these ball bearings hitting this little wooden soldier that's uh, animated and alive and walking around. Oh, I say sorry to him. There are two animated wooden soldiers walking around the joint saying, Halt, I'll go there. Halt, I'll go there. Um, Sounds like a good present. <coughs> oh, uh, would you guys, would one of you guys like to be a present? I say on guard. Oh, and they start fighting each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're battling it out. It's play battling, so they're not actually hitting each other. They're just smacking their swords into each other, their wooden swords into each other. Do I have to do an investigation check or anything to see if there's anything else in this room, or is it completely empty? No, you can look around. Yeah, give me an investigation or perception check. Yeah, it's a kid's recreation room, so there's toys, toy boxes, you know, that type of stuff. 24. At 20. With a 24, uh, you can tell that the most valuable thing in this room, according to the Fae, would be a very used Albert plushie toy. It looks like it's a much-loved toy, and in the Fae world, anything that is that much-loved is uh, worth something. Oof, I'd see that, and I grab it. Like, all right, guys, um, cured one thing, but I haven't uh, seen a mystery man. And the tin soldiers are still battling it out. Oh, oh God, oh, God. I uh, completely ignore him. And leave. Edgelin, you're in this uh, teenage room, probably a male's room, to be honest. What would you like to do? 
Should we check out this other room here? The room across the hallway? Yeah. Sure thing. Uh, this is also another teenager's room, a teenage female room. I don't know what females have in their room. They have like fucking tea sets and like oh, jewelry. I don't know. Tea sets and jewelry. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I might put I might put the um I might put the My Chemical Romance and Fallout Boy posters up in this room. And yeah, the Taylor Swift. Oh, that could Wait, stand. what do you think teenage to... boys are like, Nessie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what came to my head. I was a teenage boy once. Uh, <laughs> a lot of reminiscence of that statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that felt deep and weird. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Are there any um, posts on the wall here? Uh, give you an investigation check. Do you All like right. Taylor Swift? She had I mean, a couple of bangers. stuff is pretty good. Ugh, not country stuff. Um, in the classic girls' room, uh, you find a tiny dream catcher just above the bed and a notebook that when you hold it upside down reveals what was written. Oh. I was going to say the dream catcher might be a personal present, but the notebook's a very personal present if it's like someone's diary or something. It's just a notebook. Cool. Uh, yeah, so if you want to grab the dream catcher, it's above the bed and the notebook is at the desk. Look, I think the dream catcher would actually be a pretty cool gift. You go over to grab the dream catcher, and as you do, you go on the bed. I'll say you uh, put your foot on the bed and let off a sticking fart bomb. One <laughs> the whole room fills with foul stink, as stinking as fills the space around you. Uh, give me a con saving throw. Awesome. Well, that's okay, because I normally hang around with Jester, so I should get advantage on this. <laughs> What is it? Con save. Con save. You start retching and uh, feeling ill and just make for the door after you grab the dream catcher and seem to compose yourself and pass the uh, con save. Excellent. G'day, it's Chris, your DM. We hope you are enjoying listening to Roll for Stupid. If you are, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and review us on your favorite streaming platform. While you're there, check out Wonderful, a somewhat D&D podcast. Here's a taste of their show. Do you like stories with world building? We're in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Comedy? It was a rough birthday for Scrawn. Oh no, his birthday! Drama? You need to ask my brother to leave. He is not here to be productive. Oh, you don't have to ask me to leave. Heartbreak? What are you talking about? I'm gay! I thought so too! Wonderful, a somewhat DND podcast every other Wednesday, wherever you get podcasts. It's canon! Rip in peace, Himroy. Schwangberry, you are stunned. Oh, yeah. Your leg has come down now, and you're just toppled over in that same position with your leg in the air. You're prone on the ground, stunned. Stunzy. You just saw Shwangri fall to the floor. I definitely didn't pee myself. Yeah, no, like, guys, I totally didn't. I mean, <laughs> that goblin probably peed on me when I wasn't looking. I've heard they do that. Okay, can... Uh, so he's paralyzed, is it? Uh, yeah, he's just uh, stunned because he's been electrocuted. Oh, stunned. That's right. <laughs> How the hell do you help someone who's been electrocuted? <laughs> yeah, just, I'll just stand here for more. Well, it's all right, man. I, I won't tell anyone you did something so stupid. You can attempt to um, disarm the trap if you want. All right, yeah, I will... Ah, oh, well, yeah, then I would look for just, you know, something metallic to touch to it down to the ground. Reroute the electricity, I'll ground it. Uh, it doesn't have to go through me. Yep, um, you can give me an intelligence check to see if you're smart enough to ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 23. Stunzy, you 
stungy. Yeah, you find something metallic, uh, touch it down to the ground, and the door is constantly shocking, but it's going down to the ground, and I don't know how electricity works, but you've dismantled the trap, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. You enter a large bedroom, um, the master bedroom, where the Lord and Lady Plum copulate. Oh, uh, it's the room has its own fireplace. It's a large room, massive rugs. It overlooks the house. It's it's a beautiful room. Jeremy Plum has really done well for himself, and it's got its own private bathroom. I won't go in yet because I already did the intelligence check, so I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, cool. Edrillin, you can see down the hallway and see uh, the entrance to this master bedroom is open now. Yeah, sweet. Uh, should we have a look at the drawers? Do you all want to do a group investigation? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'll say Shrangberry is recovered and you've all entered the room and everyone give me a group investigation check. 12 for Stunzi. Yeah, I'm not feeling great. I only got a seven. <laughs> and I went even worse, six. Those are some nice rolls, boys. Um <laughs> <laughs> Distracted by all the copulating. <laughs> well, it's not, not that it's happening now. <laughs> it's, it's about to get more exciting. Um, on the far wall, uh, you see a massive and erotic art piece of honey mint and jerry plum in a sexualized position, but it's a tasteful nude. And someone decides to look under the bed or under the mattress of uh, their bed and you find a rolled up Karma Sutra scroll. Yeah, that was Shrangbury. <laughs> yeah, perv. Uh, that's a master bedroom checked out. Removed De- myself from the stench of copulation. <laughs> yeah, it still smells like sex in there. <laughs> Um, but you don't know how long this house has been vacant for. So either they've had sex a lot in here or that little goblin's been in here doing nasty shit. Oh, God. I don't want to know anything else. (laughs) To the north of you is a little private bathroom if you were interested in checking that out. Is the door open? The door is shut. So as far as Shrankberry can tell, we've explored this whole top floor except for the bathroom. Uh, generally, yeah. Generally, yeah. Well, in that case, Shrankberry yells out, I'm going to give you the count of 10 to get your ugly, red, no good goblin keister off this property before I pump you full of arrows. Oh no, I'm really scared. Oh, good, he's scared, guys. Now's our chance. Oh, excellent. <laughs> no, wait, you don't get sarcasm. <laughs> what? Did what? he really respond to that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Give me Brilliant. a perception check. I got a 19. I got a 13. I got five. Adrian, was <laughs> Adrian is convinced that that reply came from that bathroom door. You other two noticed that the voice was coming from above you. Oh, nice. Uh, with that in mind, I'm like, all right, we've got this sort of shit cornered in the bathroom as I subtly examine the roof. You think back to when you were in the hallway and noticed that there were steps that led up to an attic. There might I, uh, be one more flight of stairs to head upwards. Okay. I I subtly point upwards and I'm like, we're going to bust into that bathroom as I walk backwards towards those stairs. Oh, wait. Did either of you find a gift? Uh, yeah, I got, I got the Kama Sutra. Well, cool. yeah, I've got the posters and I've got the... Um, Dreamcatcher as well, right? Yep. Right, yeah. So do you want to just go quickly run these things out the front? So there's definitely stuff out there for now at least. No chance. Then we go upstairs and finish off this dude. I will give you my Kama Sutra poster and glass slipper, but I ain't yep. letting this little turd get away. Uh, he's, he's caused me to stab myself. 
twice and electrocuted me. Yeah, we hand everything to Edgeline, who can fly, so you can do it quickly and the safest. I, in- I can. I'm just a little bit worried that this goblin might trash or steal our presents if we put them at the front now. I feel like it's safest if we hold on to them and... I'm with Edril. Yeah. Let's just kill him. I didn't Sweet. say kill. I said capture. That's, like Edril said, let's just kill him in the spirit of Titmus. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm with Edril. Let's get into the torture. Oh, I'm really scared. <laughs> okay. Well, after all these uh, traps, I will check these stairs. For a trap, uh, 13. Um, the stairs look fine to you. Yep, cool. I will head up them. Cool. As you walk up the stairs, you trip over a tripwire. Give me uh, a uh, acrobatics. Uh, acrobatics, yes. 23. Ooh, that's good. Uh, you do not fall over. Give me a, another dexterity. You keep your feet, but as you are not stumbling over, you notice an iron dropping from above you that's set off the... Uh, 18. Oh, yeah, you dodge out of the way. <laughs> you quickly definitely wish, dodge wish. out of the way of this fallen iron as it clatters the floor right where you were standing moments ago. Oof. I think you have nailed it though, Bren. Uh, you're Joe Pesci and I'm the lanky dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, are you all going to head upstairs? Uh, a firm. Correct. Also, it was Marv and Harry, not Merv, like I said earlier. Uh, uh, close. But not close enough. So you all walk up the steps, careful to avoid the tripwire and the iron that is on the floor and enter the attic room. This is a semi-finished attic room and has an extra bed and is used by guests generally. And if you look out the window, you can see that there is a little zip line that goes all the way over to what looks to be a little treehouse. Let's all shimmy across it together. This looks like another room. It actually looks like it's been used recently. Okay. Mm. Uh, This must be where he's been staying. Okay, well, we should do a last investigation check to see if there's anything anything of use or of threat around here. Yeah, cool. Uh, um, 12. Are you guys helping out or are you just letting Stunzi go about it his own, on his no, own? No, because while Stunzi's looking at that, I'm looking at the zip line, looking mm-hmm. at the door to the other room and thinking the zip line's a fake. And I'm gonna. I'm thinking about going through that door off to the right while Stunzi's having a look around. Okay, I'll resolve Stunzi first. Stunzi, yep. uh, you look around and you can find a pair of tinted glasses so dark that they can't be seen through. Okay. And you find a little porno stash erotica, so to speak, uh, titled Tasha's Coochie for Everyone <laughs> and The Wild Beyond Mr. Witch's Fleshlight. Oh, oh. oh, Somehow coochie is the worst word in that sentence. Oh, it is. I think it's, it's the worst way to refer to it. Like, nah, there are terrible, terrible ways to refer to it. I think refer to the oh. <laughs> You don't know if it's the goblins or Jeremy Plums. This might be his wanking room. <laughs> cool. Wangberry, what would you like to do? Having learnt from my previous experience by trying to uh, kick open the door with my left and then right foot, I decided to take a running leap and fly kick with both feet. The yeah, door go for it. There. Give me a strength check. Schwangberry, yeah, the yeah. two. Yeah. I, amazingly, when I've used two feet, it's somehow less than both of my individual single foot rolls. I got uh, a two. Schwangberry, you uh, you hurt yourself. Go to kick, but somehow use your head and bonk yourself. Yeah. And fall I think flat I... on your ass. I fixed a loose screw in the door somehow. It's probably crying by now. He's had a terrible time of it. 
Yeah. He's hurt himself, hasn't he? As you Although, approach Shrangri, you hear whis- whimper, try the handle. <laughs> yeah. I will try to open it. You open the door and you see it looks like a storage space. There's lots of dust and cobwebs around and lots of boxes with shit in them. Gross. <laughs> but, you hear Shrangri cry a little bit louder. Because the door is unlocked? Yeah. <laughs> Do you all want to go in there and investigate or just have a look? poke your head in or just leave it. So what do we see? Lots of boxes. Yeah, it's just a storage space with a lot of dust. It doesn't look like anyone's been in there for a long time. It seems like a cool uh, place to store yeah, cool old let's, gifts. Let's have a look. Frank Bray said he's going in. Stunzi, are you going in or nah? Nah, nah, I'll stay out actually. Cool. As you two enter the storage space, you notice uh, three little imp-like creatures appear and they are dust methods looking aggressive towards you guys. If only we had someone in here with some form of blowing mechanism that could remove them. That would be so handy. That would have been super handy. <laughs> But luckily for you guys, uh, they rolled real shit on their initiative. Oof. So it is Stunzi. You're at the top of the initiative, but you're not in the room. So you don't know what's going on. So yeah, we'll I'll just yeah, stand out here. What would you like to do, Edgelin? Let's, uh, let's attack him. Let me hit him with a sword. That's a seven. I'm assuming that's not going to hit. Miss against his t- small little dust method. I can spend a key point to make two unarmed strikes, flurry of blows, so I will do that. Go for it. Yeah. A 24. 24 definitely hits. It's five damage. It has to um, do a strength saving throw. Oh, yeah. DC 12. Oh, shit. It's got a negative Otherwise, throw and it rolled 16, so it ended up on 13. It saves. Okay, yeah, nice. And another one. Yeah, that one misses definitely, but five damage is a nice damage to this little one. Awesome. Uh, Schwangberry, you're up. Forgetting Jess is not here, uh, I say over my shoulder, some dusty, true to his word. He's only getting slimmer and dustier, (laughs) and I fire an arrow. Jesus. uh, (laughs) At the guy up to the top there. Yeah, cool. The one that's 20 feet above Edgelin. Correct. 23. 23 will hit, believe it or not. And I hit him for five piercing damage. Again, that's some nice damage. Do you have an extra attack or bonus action? Uh, all I do is do finger guns towards Edrelin. I like that you don't let Stunzi know what's going on. Oh, absolutely not. I'm blocking the door <laughs> of my body. I'd hear some ruckus. I'd yeah, definitely you would be curious. You uh, just heard that some dusty joke. You would hear that they're doing something. Yeah, uh, either that or like they're making out. <laughs> but besides that, uh, you see a bunch of dust methods come flying at Edrelin and Schwangberry. Uh The first one will take a claw attack at uh, Schwangberry. 13. Uh, misses. The one in front of you swings and misses. First one just above you, Edgelin, is going to use its blinding breath on you. It exhales a 15-foot cone of blinding dust in your face. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 15. You definitely dodge out of the way. In fact, you're kind of flattering your wings and that just makes the dust not go in your face. And the second one will claw out at you. 11. Miss. That's the end of their turn. Stunzi, you've heard all this ruckus going on in the room next to you. What would you like to do? Alrighty. I will head in. And when he comes within 10 feet of me, he has to do a con save, I believe it is. 
He rolled Can't an eight. save. Cool. So he fails and takes uh, two damage. Ooh, this thing's on death door. Do bonus action shillelagh and attack with my quarterstaff. How do you kill 17. this thing? I just smack him with my shillelagh-powered quarterstaff and turn him into dust. Yep, it definitely turns into dust. It evaporates into air around you. Uh, stuns you, you choke on the dust a little bit. <laughs> uh, got the black lung. He <laughs> uh, kills everything. He kills everything. Edgelin, you have two dust methods in front of you. The one to your right is hurt. The one above you is uninjured. Okay, I'll take this one that's hurt. Try and finish him off. 25 nah, 20. crit will hit. In fact, I'll let you do uh, cleave damage as well. Awesome. I imagine you're going to destroy this thing. Yep, you evaporate this thing into more dust uh, while swinging and taking a good chunk of HP off of the one above you. Sweet. I will um, strike some bonus action. Yes, wait, I'll do that. Oh, crit Another. again. <laughs> yeah, you pummel this thing into dust. All the dust methods are now gone. My hate for you, boys. Wait, <laughs> Faber clears up. Do you want to search this room? I um, start around confidently oh, yeah. stroking my beard, saying yeah. I didn't even need my bees. Everyone give me an investigation check. We'll do a group one out of this one. Uh, I hope we don't find more adult material in here. I uh, got 16. Oh, four. 18. Edrelin, you find a magnifying glass without the glass. <laughs> okay. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it wasn't in my sure pocket. <laughs> it may have fallen out of Schwangberry's pocket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Stunzi in particular, you see a witch-like monarch crown. Oh, damn. I picked that up. That seems very cool. It looks like a replica. You know, because you won one. Ah, yes. Schwangberry, you find a little statue of a beautiful woman with silver hair and a chicken foot tattoo on her face. Oh, damn. All right. Um, Beautiful. Jump up on the bed and go look to see what this uh, zipline entails. It's a zipline that leads to a cubby house and give me a perception check. 19. Doing pretty good. Yeah, with a 19, you can see the little goblin is over in the treehouse and you can tell that the zipline is a little bit frayed in the middle, so it might not carry your weight or anyone's weight for that matter that isn't a small creature. Or a bird. But you can see straight across from you in the uh, little treehouse, you can just make out the goblin. Come get me, you punk. I nudged Stunzi. Well, maybe we should go one at a time, and I don't mind being over there with him on my own to start with, so I Get will. little shit. I climb out and start shimmying across the rope. You start shimmying across the rope, and as you are going, because you had such a high perception check, you notice it start to fray and start to snap in the middle. Give me a dexterity saving throw as the rope breaks and you start falling. Deck save. Oh, nat 20. 22. And nat 20. So you will take half of this damage. You will only take seven damage as you fall to the ground in the comfy plush snow as the zipline frays and snaps as you're shimmying across it. And the little goblin looks out from his cubby house and says, Beat that, you trout sniffer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I cast Firebolt. <laughs> <laughs> On the treehouse. And I cast it at him, I can see him. I would love for you to do that, but that was your turn. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Shimmying off that. <laughs> Edril and you see um, 
Stunzi on the floor in the snow, getting ready to cast a firebolt, and you see this little goblin pop his head out, hurling insults at Stunzi. So has the zipline completely snapped? Yes. The ropes are dangling, and the treehouse is about 20 foot in the air, and there's wooden planks that form like a ladder up to the treehouse, nailed into the tree. So, well, I don't need the ladder, but the others probably will, unless I can carry them. Can I carry them or not? No. They're too big. All right. I guess I will just fly across, or as far as I can go anyway. Cool. Can't actually make it all the way. Check on Stunzi on the way past. Yeah, I'm all good, man. Yep, I'm sweet. I'll be up there shortly. Don't you worry about me. Shrangberry, your turn. You're about 90 feet away on this zipline from the little cheeky goblin. So I guess I'm debating between shooting, trying to shoot the goblin in the face, mm-hmm. or do I run downstairs and ransack the first floor trying to find a gift? Well, time is of the essence here. The uh, Titmus mistletoe is due to come in about 25 minutes. Okay, I'm going to run down to the first floor and start searching some of those rooms. So you're bailing on this fight and running downstairs to search rooms. Correct. Okay. But I mean, my main man, Jeremy Plum, he needs me to leave a gift out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You make your way downstairs to the bottom floor. I will say that's your whole turn, making your way down to the bottom floor. Makes sense. This will be the goblin's turn. He uh, looks down, sees Stunzi on the floor and just starts giggling. <laughs> looks up at Edgelin who is coming towards him and uh, starts twinkling his fingers and casts Tasha's hideous laughter at you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. With an eleven, you fail. Oh, uh, no. You fall prone oh. and become incapacitated as you smash to the ground into the snow, right next to Stunzi, practically, <laughs> taking 23 damage. <laughs> Boy. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Shrugbury's fucked up a lot and got all the damage, but for a total of like four or five. Holy crap, I rolled so well. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad that I left this part to you guys. <laughs> Goodbye, my friends. Are you dead? <laughs> no, I'm not uh, dead. Good, good. Not yet. Dunsey, you thought you had it bad, but you see uh, Edrilin fall to the ground in a fit of laughter and he becomes incapacitated and prone on the ground and he's just laughing his fucking head off thinking this is the funniest thing, but his eyes are screaming. Holy Jesus. <laughs> no, he landed with a crunch. Big crunch. Um, and escalated out of nowhere. <laughs> the goblin just yells out, you guys give up or you're thirsty for more. <laughs> yeah, I uh, pointed him. You're fucked, cunt. <laughs> and I cast, well, I uh, wild shape and I turn into a giant wolf spider. Oh, nice. Nice. I make my way towards him. Fun fact about wolf spiders, terrible eyesight. They generally rely on bumping into things, and that's what they grab and consume, despite the fact of the eight eyes. Mm. Oh, nice. Edwin, it's your turn. You are prone to me a wisdom saving throw while you're sitting there giggling your pants off. That's a five. That's a five. You are laughing so hard, you've actually weed yourself, and it's starting to freeze on over. Shrangberry's glad that it wasn't just him who weed himself. Not that Shrangberry weed himself. 
Shrakeberry. Uh, you are on the bottom floor, not helping your teammates out whatsoever. I'm helping out the grand mission. So in my possession, I have the Kama Sutra uh, instruction manual uh, and the single glass slipper as gifts I can live out for Titmus. First, I'm going to check out the western wing of the house where no one's been yet. You walk into what looks like the den. Uh, this is where Jeremy Plum and Co. entertain. It's got some couches, it's got some cabinetry, it's got a little bit of artwork, nothing too fancy. You can give me an investigation check to see what's around if you want. I rolled a 14. You find a silvered pine cone just sitting on the mantle. Oh, I think that's pretty fucking cool. I know that we got one from the carnival, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I got one of them in my pack. Mm -hmm. I still think it's pretty awesome. I'll let you move some more so you can go check out Uh, the far side of the house if you want. Yeah, absolutely. You walk past the entryway, past the stairs, into the dining room and into the kitchen. The kitchen-breakfast room, as a fancy man has, there are flights of stairs that lead up and down, one presumably going to the basement, one going up to the second floor, which is like a butler's entryway, I guess. Jeremy Plum has butlers. There you go. Yeah, so you see a big dining table and a little kitchenette area. All right. If I was going to search for something that might be a cool gift, search the kitchenette area. You walk over to the kitchenette. Uh, Give me an investigation check. I rolled a three. Uh, You find a wooden spoon with a hole in the center of it. Is it used to measure out uh, the amount of pasta to feed one person? (laughs) No, it's completely useless. Oh, dang it. And also, not to be outdone, you, for whatever reason, open the oven and out pops a little fire method that looks real aggressive. It's going to roll initiative just to see if it beats you. It rolled a four, so you get to attack first. All right. My first move is to point outside and say the guys were out there. (laughs) And if it doesn't react to that, I back slap it. Uh, Are you trying to push it away? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, sort of fanning out flames. Oh, I can do an arm strike. Yeah, that'll do. Roll a... Oh, fucking hell. I rolled a three. Yeah, you go to push, punch this thing and swing and miss, punching your hand on the counter. It uh, stings a little bit. Yeah, right in the knuckles. This thing will come out and uh, release a bunch of fire breath on you. It exhales its breath and it's just flames and hot fire. Give me a dexterity saving throw to move out of the way. Out. Oh my god. So I have a plus five to this. Yeah. So I rolled well with a to- combined total of a seven. You rolled a seven and you cop all the damage that comes your way from this thing's fire breath and you cop Dang 11 it. fire damage. Oh man. Let's go over to the other fight. Unfortunately for you guys, it's the goblin's turn. He sees a big old wolf spider coming at him and he will grab his staff and shoot a devastating bolt. It's a 17 hit. 17 does. For 11 damage. Oh, (laughs) I revert back to myself. And give me a con saving throw. Con save throw for 21. It's fine. You uh, just get pushed back a, a little bit, but you keep your balance and do not fall over. Stunzy. Okay. It is now your turn. <clears throat> I stumble back a little bit after getting knocked back into my shape and I shake out my muscles again and turn back into a giant wolf spider. I start climbing the tree. Nice. How far up is he? 20 feet in the tree. Sweet. I've got 40 feet movement, so that'll get me to him. Cool. So you're in the cubby with him. So you're yep. right in front of him, but you can't do anything further. Edrilyn, you are prone, laughing your butt off. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Let's see how wise I am. 
15. Yeah, the pain gets too much and you snap out of it and cry out in pain as you sit upright. You can have a bonus action if you want. All right, we'll just move. I'll just move here because that's how I can get with half my movement. Cool. Yeah. Strangberry. All right, so I grab my bow draw an arrow out i take a couple of large steps backwards it takes an attack of opportunity against me so it hits me first but then it i shoot it it misses it misses with its claw attack all right then i shoot it with my longbow and i say be gone 14 to hit that hits that's it oh, okay sweet so i hit it with both my arrow and my bees cool uh the arrow nice. does 10 piercing damage very good damage which is then followed up with the bees doing 1d6 piercing of one one bee just stings it right in the nose uh believe it or not that one bee was enough to destroy <laughs> <laughs> it just extinguishes in a puff of smoke as you extinguish this last flame effort you have a look on the bench and see a recipe for fairy cakes i uh take that recipe and i make my way towards the front door excellent it is the goblin's turn this little Trixie bum bum sees a big hairy spider in front of him and is going to say i need a i need a bug insult him a bug insult. Uh, are you insulting a bug? I'm insulting a spider. You can I just think. call it a bug, because I don't think a spider's a bug. <laughs> yeah. Your mama is so ugly, she never got the chance to be a black widow. That's what the goblin says, good. mocking you, Stunzi. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oof, seven. You are very deeply affected by these words coming from the goblin and take uh, three mocking words damage and you have disadvantage on your next attack roll as he backs away. So you can have an opportunity attack, but at disadvantage. Ooh, okay. I will try and bite him. A ten will miss. Ah, uh, bugger. He backs away and starts climbing down one of the branches. Stunzi, it is now your turn. I'll climb straight after him. Mm-hmm. And try and bite him again. You rolled a crit, 23, but you see the goblin just get a smirk on his face. Okay. <laughs> silvery barbs. Oh, fucking silvery barbs. Uh, and you have to roll again and use whatever this roll is. A 22. 22. <laughs> As you go to bite down into this goblin, give me a charisma saving throw. You failed. So instead of biting this thing, you must now use its action praising the Nilbog. For those playing at home, this is a Nilbog, which is essentially a goblin being overtaken or possessed by a trickster god. Oh! Sorry. Sorry, okay. Stunzi. Edgelin, you, you see Stunzi go to bite this thing just as he's about to pierce the skin and start praising this little goblin about how flawless his skin is and how his smile radiates a room. I read the room and praise the goblin as well. Excellent. The goblin no, seems no. pleased. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Um, I'm going to try and attack it, but I don't know. <laughs> my chances. Okay, go for it. I guess before you try and attack it, give me a charisma saving throw. 14? Yeah, you pass. You see you are able to bypass its charm. Okay, let's hope I actually hit it. 11. 11. Unfortunately, will not hit. Okay, I'm going to use a key point and use Flurry of Blows to have two unarmed strikes. Nine's going to miss. A nine will miss. A 23 will hit. 
six damage. You see the goblin surprised that you can actually swing and try and hit him, but he's going to use his reaction and do reversal of fortune, which means the Nilbog reduces the damage to zero and regains 1d6 hit points, but it hasn't been hit yet, so it doesn't get regain hit points. It will just reduce your damage to zero and it cannot take reactions now until its next turn. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It can't take a reaction, so I could move away from it. Sure can. Just going to hop up here. Cool. You fly away and the goblin lets you go as it cannot take any more reactions until its next turn. Shrankberry <laughs> is getting very much time for the mistletoe to be coming. Yeah, so Shrankberry sprints to the front door mm-hmm. and he delicately sort of lays the glass slipper down but wraps it in a way with the Kama Sutra and the recipe that all three are the one gift. Uh, of how to dress, uh, cook, and pleasure uh, a partner. And then I run inside. (laughs) (laughs) It is now the goblin's turn. It uh, sees you guys in front of it and is going to try and do a devastating bolt against Edgelin because he is hitting 13. Is that going to hit? Thankfully not. It misses. Uh, Stunzi is busy praising him, so he's going to just move away. Stunzi can't do anything until it's his turn. Ah, yep. All right, it is now your turn, Stunzi. You no longer have to sit there praising this goblin. Excellent. I will bonus action out of my wild shape, and then I will firebolt this guy. Cool. Give me a charisma saving throw with advantage now that you're high off again. As he turns and says, Please don't hurt me, mister. I'm just a little boy. Oh, yeah. Oof, gonna need it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a six and a nat one, you go to throw your firebolt and realize, I don't want to do that. I want to keep praising him more. <laughs> so you just sit here throwing compliments at the little goblin as he just yeah, laughs at Edrelin. Take your gifts to the front. Just go for it. Oh, and take mine with you as you go past. That could be your action. Just getting out of here. Yeah, that's probably the best plan. I am probably going to die if this guy hits me one more time. So. Ah, even more of a reason. I will say, Edrelin, you can just fly over the house and to the front porch if you want to use your full action. Oh, cool. All right, sweet. Yeah, I grab grab whatever stuns he's got and then I dash away. You fly over to the front porch where Schwangberry is and join him in presenting the gifts. Schwangberry, are you just staying at the doorstep with Uh, Pedralyn? Yep. It is the goblin's turn. He is going to cast invisibility and disappear and run off into the Feywild. You see little footsteps just running out into the wild, never to be seen again, or maybe next Christmas episode. (laughs) (laughs) So as Schwangberry and Edrelin care arrange the items on Jeremy Palm's doorstep, you barely have a moment to feel pleased with your accomplishments when a deafening sound of footsteps echo throughout the town, accompanied by a distinct ribbit. Ribbit. You swiftly turn your gaze and witness an enormous busty frog hemoth adorned with mistletoe over its private regions, making its way towards the town. It becomes apparent that the Titmus mistletoe has finally made its arrival, and just like that, reality snaps back into focus. You find yourself sitting in front of a crackling bonfire, its warm glow illuminating the surroundings. Nearby, you see Felix, Jeff, and Jester peacefully slumbered, nestled together in the spooning position. Oh, 
the best trip ever, but it ended right at the busty toad. <laughs> I'm very so disappointed. It's all right, man. I got more of those shrooms. You can see that toad again. <laughs> <laughs> if you were the light. Roll for Stupid is Brenna Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lewis is Edgelin, Macker is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media and make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers! Bren, did you hear me a, a fun fact about ducks earlier? What? 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 What, what, what? What did you I say? You were telling me about their corkscrew penis before we started uh, recording. I <laughs> That's right. It must have still been on my mind from that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a twist. Uh, hey.